Hey, welcome to another episode of Teed Up with Andy Rosenberg. Uh, we have a really cool episode today. We're going to talk about some news that just dropped uh, related to marketing and branding, and that's the deal that Colin Kaepernick and Nike just formally announced uh, together. And there's a lot of things to unpack here. Uh, the relationship that Colin Kaepernick currently has with the NFL is not what you would call a good one. Um, and Nike and the NFL, you know, are, are partners. So we're going to explore a few topics today related to brand partnerships, marketing, politics. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff to really uncover. And I have the perfect guy who's going to help me do so. Fritch Charles is the CEO of CoinGamma. He specializes in cryptocurrency and has a leading platform to really get yourself uh, in the know about crypto. And he's also a huge NFL fan. Uh, I've worked with Fritz uh, at a startup together. He's also now my new neighbor. So he's going to come on. We're going to have some tea and we're going to really dive into this Colin Kaepernick Nike deal. We have a very special guest today, uh, Fritz Charles. We came into contact miraculously somewhat uh, while working at a subscription-based fitness startup not too long ago, and the dude decided that he liked me so much he had to move to my hometown. So with that, I want to welcome Fritz onto the show. Thanks for having me, Andy. Um, It's an honor to be here. I am uh, a big T fan. Uh, I actually have some tea right next to me. Uh, it's mint Moroccan from Trader Joe's with a hint of honey in it. I'm not sure if you add anything to your tea or you, you're kind of a straight tea drinker. Do oh, you I add love. it? You know me. I love going with the honey because there are a lot of benefits to having honey in your tea. Uh, so I usually go with a tablespoon of that. And hey, sometimes when I want things to get really crazy, I'll add some milk depending on the tea. Uh, Ooh, in which that's, case, the, that's British style. That's British style. Hey, and you read my mind because I'm drinking some English breakfast tea right now. So... Hey, we can talk about tea all day, but there's some breaking news that happened in the world of marketing and sports that I really want to dive into. Um, Colin Kaepernick and Nike uh, came out yesterday with a bombshell that they have an endorsement together. He's going to be the face of their 30-year anniversary campaign. And there's a lot to unpack here, but I think the first thing to take a look at is the timing of this announcement, which to me is just, the kids like to call it savage, AF. Um, it's, it's amazing. You drop it right before kickoff uh, on Thursday between the Falcons and the Eagles, right as the news cycle is kind of slowing down at the end of Labor Day weekend. Um, I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack, like you said. All right, so let's let's attack. We're going to attack all, all facets, but let's attack the timing. Yes, the timing was savage. The timing was amazing in a sense like it's it's taken over the narrative of the beginning of the season um it's it's forcing the nfl's hands so it's kind of a win for nike but also a nick a win for kaepernick um kaepernick yeah there's no i mean i guess one one of the things with with i guess protests is that you know, the longer the people talk about it, the more effective it is, and it's it's taking a life of its own, and so and it, and this gives it a, a never another level of legs. So yeah, it's 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 kind of a, a win for both parties. 
we don't really know the full details of the deal yet. We don't know how much financial uh, incentive uh, the two parties have to work with each other uh, at the moment. We just kind of get a, have an overall view of what the campaign will be like. Uh, right now, it's just a few images or one image, right? Uh, that's being unfortunately memed to death right now. But um, my sources over at Nike have actually told me there's a company video. I'm not sure if we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bold move by, uh, by Nike here. Here, especially given you know not just the timing and the launch of the NFL season, which again, like you just said, it's going to be the focus of conversation uh, throughout opening weekend. Um, it all eyes were going to be on the players who kneel already. Uh, I think now that's magnified ten times over, and uh, it's just it's a really interesting move by one of the hottest companies and one of the, the leaders in uh, in sports marketing uh, and branding. And what's interesting, too, about that, um, we, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Nike as we go further into conversation, but I see a lot of people on Twitter, you know, with giving their own hot takes. And the thing that really has stuck out to me in talking about Nike is that Nike is not just an apparel company. It's not a sneaker company, but it's a culture company. And uh, I find that to be really interesting. I mean, what better way to position your brand than to be an authentic culture company? No, exactly. It's culture first. Um, it's, it's it's a coolness factor, uh, factor that sells shoes and sells apparel, um, not anything else. As you can see, you know, I think if you compare them to Upstart, like uh, Under Armour, Under Armour does not have the culture aspect and it's affected them. They're more of a funk, I guess people use, look at them as functional um, versus cool. Um, and that's why we don't see Steph Curry sneakers kind of selling off the rack um, versus LeBron's or what have you. Uh, it's just it's just something that Nike has, um, Adidas as well, uh, that a lot of these other brands don't. Yeah, I mean, I actually found out about the Kaepernick news through an Instagram post by LeBron James. And I saw it. And I was like, what? what is LeBron talking about? And LeBron can get a little bit out there sometimes with social media. I love the guy. I think he's the GOAT, and I grew up as a Jordan fan. That's a whole separate uh, podcast conversation, which we'll have you back on to talk about sometime in the near future. Um, but I found out through that, and, and I had to then go back and do a little bit of reverse engineering. Like, what is this? Like, what is happening? And I was a little checked out because it was Labor Day weekend, and I tried to get away from technology uh, for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just there's just a lot of components to this deal you know, outside of the timing, which we discussed, you know, one of those components is the pre-existing relationship that the NFL and Nike have together. Um, and the NFL recently actually re-upped their deal with Nike uh, for Nike to be the main jersey sponsor. I mean, front and center, you're going to see a swoosh on every jersey until 2028. Uh, as far as I know, they haven't disclosed the financial components of it, but the NBA deal, which was very similar, uh, was valued at over a billion dollars. So there's a lot of money at stake here. There's a brand relationship, a brand partnership, which I love, uh, kind of at stake here. And what I want to figure out here is, is this Nike sticking up for, for Colin Kaepernick? Uh, is this Nike somewhat giving a little bit of an F you to, to the NFL? Or is it both? Or is it neither? It's a little bit both. Um, they're sticking up for Kaepernick. Um, but obviously, Nike's um, uh, 
job is to serve their their stakeholders, which is their owners, um, their and and stockholders, and that means that they have to maximize um, enterprise value over the short term and long term, and, and maximize profits. So there was a calculation that was made prior to doing this. Um, they're not doing this out of their philanthropy arm. They're doing it out of their main arm and their biggest campaign with their biggest partner at, the, at on the eve of their biggest partner's launch. So this was something that they made a calculation and they thought that this was something that was going to be worthwhile. Um, I think it's 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 definitely brave and it's definitely drastic um, and, and it's it's pretty pretty impressive. That being said, let's look at the core of Nike, right? Um, this country um, is is kind of split along the lines. Things are becoming very polarized between you know conservative versus liberal. Um, liberal tend to be people that are, are, are the, the people that occupy the liberal side tend to be on the younger side, tend to be urban, um, and than to be a little bit more diverse. Um, the people that are standing, when Nike's sneakers drop, when Jordan's drop, when KD's drop, when a lot of other things drop, the, the people that are standing in line are younger individuals of diverse backgrounds in urban centers. This is not happening. People in Kansas, in rural Kansas, are not lining up looking for the new, the, the new Jordan 6s. So their core audience overlaps with a group of folks that probably are going to be a lot more sympathetic to Kaepernick and his message. Um, so it's from that standpoint, it's not that much of a leap. Right. Right. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, ironically, you know, Nike started in Beaverton in Oregon, uh, small town vibes, but now has such a dominating urban uh, culture element built into the brand at its, at its core that uh, I agree with you that Nike is betting on, on a younger generation who... Uh, it's definitely probably it's hard to argue against the case of this deal, right? It's it's hard to find a negative angle to what Nike is doing here. Uh, believe me, I, I'm the, one of the first skeptics of marketing and any type of brand promotion, and I'd be the first to try to find something wrong here. I don't see it. I see this as just a genuinely good act by Nike, it will be a profitable act. Like you said, this is not something that they're doing for charity. I mean, Nike at the end of the day is a business and they have to continue to grow. And Nike has decided here that we're going to put a lot of our eggs. I mean, they're putting a lot of their eggs into to the Colin Kaepernick brand, which hey, whether you uh, believe in what he's doing or not, it's a controversial brand to say the least. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, Phil Knight has kind of shown himself to kind of be uh, on the more liberal side of things throughout his career. Um, His book, Shoe Dog, came out last year. Great book. One of my favorite reads. Um, Huge fan of his story. Obviously, Nike has had its issues uh, on the social side from, you know, accusations of sweatshops and things of that sort. And even more recently, some accusations around um, women. Uh, and, and their leadership within the organization, so it's not a it's not a perfect organization on, on those things. Um, and then some some folks actually argue that this is an act to kind of try to kind of get some of the press away from that. Um, even last week, they kind of when when Serena Williams had their, that controversy in the French Open around her outfit, um, they leapt up and and and. and you know, stood beside her and, and put out uh, a lot of content that showed that they're they're standing with her. Um, but it, you know, it's 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 definitely it's it's kind of it's hard to it's it's 
it's both. It's both. I think it's altruistic, but also it's it's um, opportunistic as well. Um, and quite frankly, not only is there, do their audience lean this way, but if you look at Nike, what sells Nike, and we even learned about this in Shoe Dog, because they, they actually identified the affiliation with athletes being a way to sell sneakers and sell memorabilia. Um, if you look at most of their biggest spokespeople, they happen to be people that kind of uh, come from a demographic that um, Kaepernick is, quote unquote, trying to represent or protest for, right? Um, you know, we can say whatever you want, but Peyton Manning, um, Mark McGuire, uh, Tom Brady, those guys don't sell sneakers. It's LeBron, it's OBJ, it's Bo Jackson, it's Michael Jordan, um, it's Ken Griffey Jr., Right, these are individuals over even on the golf side. You have Tom, Tiger Woods. It's just a fact that um, you know people that have come from a more diverse background happen to be the people that have sold wealth, have helped Nike sell sneakers and apparel. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And and thinking of that, you know, who's buying these sneakers? You know, one thing that I keep struggling with right now is thinking about who's watching the NFL product. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot more about this as the ratings get released after week one and week two, and we start figuring out who's tuning in and who's tuning out. Um, and I, I just I can't really begin to understand what position the NFL uh, has to kind of take here. You know, do they kind of ignore? it yeah, which they very might well do do they publicly address this specific thing when i say to address this i mean the actual nike colin kaepernick partnership um do they sweep it under the rug obviously you know if i'm an nfl pr department i'm trying to do everything i can to deflect attention away from the anthem however in my opinion uh and there are some fine folks who work at the nfl um I think they've botched this whole thing, uh, and they've actually drawn a lot more attention to the issue um, by not really having a clear resolution for uh, the pledge, um, but rather creating these murky situations where we're not really sure what the punishment is going to be for standing for the pledge. Um, I, I think... You know, what I'm fascinated by this the most is what effect will this have on the NFL, um, especially when every player that's marching onto the field is going to have that swoosh logo on their jersey. Um, there's just there's such a divide right now. And Nike is in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nike. Nike. The NFL. The NFL would not once. Their wish is for this to kind of be swept under the rug. Um, they don't want to even deal with this thing. Their their thing is like we do entertainment, we do not do social justice, we don't do politics, etc. And they've kind of uh, bended towards the more conservative side to kind of shut it down. Um, but you know, the, in, but I think that's not even what they wanted to do. They wanted to kind of just have it be something that's not talked about. Um, and their their hands been forced from both sides, right? So you had people on the more, on the Kaepernick side, many of which have, you know, pledged to not watch the NFL for as long as Kaepernick doesn't have a job. And you had people on the other side, you know, even, um, you know, President Donald Trump that has have kind of leapt into this debate um, through tweets or what have you. And so the NFL is forced to talk about this. The newscasters on, you know, on ESPN, ABC, uh, uh, Fox, 
uh, Fox NFL Sunday are forced to talk about this. Um, so from that angle, Kaepernick has been wildly successful um, because this conversation needs, is being had. That being said, the nature of this conversation have, has been kind of hijacked and talked about in different aspects, um, whether it's, you know, the troops, um, whether it's, uh, you know, uh general politics, you name it, versus kind of, I think, what Kaepernick's goal was. Um, that being said, there's criticism he had there, too, because, you know, a lot of people say that his goals were are not super clear. Um, so there's there's a debate there, too. And congratulations. You are, have the honor, or I don't know, dishonor, uh, of, of naming uh, the first Donald Trump reference on the show, and let's just leave it at that. I know he's a big, big fan, huge fan of, of the Teed Up podcast, um, and we'll, we'll leave it there. But <laughs> I, I think everything you're saying here obviously uh, is are things that are going to be talked about for for the season now uh, and like you said like I, I think had this not happened right let's say there's kickoff we have a weekend of games yes there are going to be players uh, sitting yes there are going to be players standing um, it just it would have been a continued narrative that we're we're not quite sure uh, how that's going to develop I, I still don't know I think that's a really heavy topic I, you know whether you believe in sitting or standing for the pledge um, that's not what I want to focus on for this conversation uh, for this I, I want to purely look at you know what this deal does um, but but the impact that it may have on that conversation um, and I think like we both are in agreement that this amplifies it, it it's going to be now uh, much more of an issue every week, I think, because of Nike's stance here uh, than it would have been. I, I think, you know, while we live in a society that's quick to jump to the next news story, uh, we are uh, obsessed with, you know, our, our celebrity athletes. We are obsessed with, you know, the swoosh, I would say. I mean, Nike is one of the biggest brands in the world. It's, you know, I would argue almost every listener of this podcast, the millions and millions that are out there doing this uh, right now, we'll get there, um, have, a, have a swoosh somewhere in their house and have paid for it. Um, and so, yeah, this, this conversation is going to be ongoing uh, for, for the season and, and hopefully longer because, I mean, quite frankly, I think one of the sad parts of, of what's gone on with the discourse over the subject, um, it became a lot about Colin Kaepernick and, and not necessarily the issues he was trying to represent. And then those issues also got twisted. Um, and hopefully now we can all kind of shed a light back on the conversation and really see what is going on here, which is it's really at its core the right to protest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's interesting because going to back to the main point, Nike is the main sponsor. So Nike will be on every uh, player's jersey throughout. So it's almost like, you know, they extended Kaepernick onto every, on the field, um, on every play throughout the entire season over the next couple of years. Um, and it, it's crazy because like, you know, right when, you know, again, I know you don't, you, I'm, 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 not only I'm, going to be the first person to mention Trump. I'm probably going to be the first one person that mentioned him. Maybe we'll get times. him on. Maybe we'll get him on the show. Maybe, maybe we'll get him on. Yeah. But I mean, after he got elected, obviously the country got to the point where, you know, everybody was picking sides to almost a ridiculous element, uh, to a ridiculous extent. Um, one thing I remember was that uh, New Balance, like said, the CEO of New Balance or the head of a uh, pretty senior person in New Balance said something about Trump 
and and how his election will help them and help in business. And then, you know, I believe somebody from the KKK said, all right, yes, we like that. That's uh, New Balance is the sneaker uh, brand of, of, of supremacists or what have you. Right. And, and then, you know, social media went on fire. Then people started burning their New Balances and things of that sort. And so now Nike is almost saying, like, we are the sneaker of folks that stand with, you know, that are more on the liberal side that want to protest against um, social ills, quote unquote. Um, and so, but the NF, like New Balance didn't have a whole league wearing the, the check, right? It's like, it's 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 kind of going to be an interesting um, debate and, 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 and topic. And they kind of pushed it to the forefront and they actually made it so, so embedded into the NFL framework that you can't avoid it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's that meme going around. Not a meme. Uh, there's the image uh, of, I forget who it was, who, who tweeted out, he cut off the swoosh from his socks. And he, he pledged, you know, allegiance to every brand basically outside Nike. Or or he just basically said, I'm ditching Nike because of this action. And, and yeah, we're going to see a lot of that uh, discourse happen as well. Uh, that's obviously going to be a big component of it. So as many people who are for this, um, we live in a country that they're i hate to say this uh i mean there may be as many people who are against this and that's a whole that's a that's a, that's a lengthy lengthy uh thing to discuss uh, it's it's just what is also going to be a component of this and and the reason why that's so relevant here is that the nfl audience base uh is widely a lot of those people i mean a lot of the people who are watching the nfl maybe aren't coming from the same places uh, we described earlier that uh, maybe may a little bit more uh, culturally progressive. Uh, that's kind of how I'm going to put it, uh, for lack of a better term at the moment. Um, and, and, that, and that the other part, of, I mean, that's the other component of this with the NFL brand and the Nike brand and how they're really just butting heads here in, in this move here. I mean, it yeah. is, it's one of these things that... It's going to have an impact on this season. Yeah, there's that deal until 2028. But but hey, is there a scenario here where the NFL looks to move away from Nike because of this? I mean, could it be this uh, big of a deal? I, I don't know if this is I, – I, I'm assuming this is not a breach of contract. I'm sure it isn't. But if I'm the NFL, like, do I start thinking, like – you know, maybe Adidas would have been better. Like, maybe there's a way. I mean, there are ways out of deals. I mean, does this start that conversation? Yeah, well, you know, the, um, the NFL is pissed. The NFL is pissed at this. Have they, this I is, mean, they haven't gone on record yet, though. No, they haven't. they haven't. They haven't. And yeah. they probably, again, just like everything else with this, they're probably scrambling on how to handle it from a PR perspective. But the NFL is pissed. Um, they have to answer this question. Um, and they have to, they're going to have to have to address it to a deeper extent. Um, yeah, I mean, there's one thing we say. It, let me pause at this question. Did Nike, does Nike say, you know what, the NFL is going to be a loss leader for us now hmm. to make a bigger control of our brand? So, yes, if we look at sneakers and stuff like that, those things are probably sold majority from more urban environments, diverse groups, younger, etc. But if you look at the NFL core, um, it may skew older and um, maybe more conservative or, or more average, so to speak. Um, and those people want to buy jerseys because they want to support their teams, the Cowboys, the Redskins, well, who have you. And now 
do they say, all right, I'm not going to buy that jersey, the Redskins jersey, because it has a Nike swoosh on the corner. We're going to have, you know, you're going to have people that are going to do silly things like buy the jersey, then cut off that swoosh in the corner and just to, like, prove a point. Those are the same um, guys but, that burn the LeBron jerseys when he decided to leave Cleveland. Exactly. So um, does it say, all right, well, maybe we, if we, we will lose a little bit on the jersey sale side, but we'll make up for it with so much, so much more sneaker sales, so many more other things um, that it, it, it's worthwhile. I don't know. I mean, I think there was math to be done. I think there was I think there was somebody that actually put out an Excel spreadsheet and did a, some analysis that says, all right, if our jersey sales go down 50 percent due to this, but then Kaepernick's brand goes up x then like we sell x amount of sneakers then we do we posi- then we also position ourselves to get every every top um you know potential f- football star that comes into the league going forward to sign with us over adidas then it, it's worth worth it for us over the long term um so yeah it's 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 good it's interesting i would love to have been in that room Oh, for sure. And, and that's, a, that's a great point there, too, in thinking about we haven't even discussed what products are coming out under the Kaepernick brand. You know, that's a whole other element of this beyond the uh, impact it's going to have on, on the field in the NFL. I mean, Colin Kaepernick is going to have his own merchandise. I'm assuming this is going to be similar to the way you would promote a, a Jordan type brand. Right. We're going to see a unique logo. Um, we don't know that aspect of it yet, but but that's the next wave of this. And that's going to be really exciting. It's going to be really exciting to see who buys uh, the Colin Kaepernick gear, which, again, is, is it's a little hard when you think about how this all started. Um, you know, dealing with Colin Kaepernick, uh, when he started the protests, again, I, from my memory serves me right, we were a little unsure what it was about. He did do the due diligence after there was uh, a little bit of... Uh, discussion on you know what's the purpose of this he did consult with with an army veteran right when uh, and thinking about and he put a lot of thought into the actual uh kneeling stance versus you know what would be the most respectful way to protest uh but but we we didn't know at the time um and so thinking about like how that started where the conversation went how it's evolved and now we're gonna have kids rocking colin kaepernick sneakers um I, I'm, I'm trying to think what this brand designer right now, you know, is, is, is coming up with at Nike, you know, for, for that logo, right? That, that's going to be a pretty powerful moment in design history. Um, but we haven't seen anything like this before. I mean, I'm trying to really wrap my head around this type of a marketing campaign where marketing is such a part of, of hopefully positive change. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that, you know, coming from our world, um, more digital, the digital world, first thing we have to think about when we come up with new features, a new site, a new app, or what have you, is the customer acquisition cost. Um, and obviously the same the thing cap. happens. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm looking at this, and this going to be like nearly zero customer acquisition cost for this for them. So like they're not going – I think because of the nature of, of it and how controversial it is, they don't actually have to ha- pay for like a real commercial. They don't have to pay for radio spots. They don't have to pay for more much. They have that picture that they put out on social media. It went out like wildfire. So people are promoting it for them, right? Then you know they may have like one billboard in Times Square that's part of that same exact picture. People are going to take pictures of it. And then share it on social media if they support Kaepernick. They'll do it even if they hate Kaepernick. So, like, then when the gear comes out, people that love Kaepernick are going to share it out 
to show that their support. People that hate it are going to show it out to show that to show their disdain. And so you're going to have people very aware of this new brand and and all the things that go along with it. Um, and you're not going to spend have to spend any money on getting these people's eyeballs onto it. Um, it's incredible um, from that aspect. I mean, has this happened before? I mean, I I can't think of a moment. Not only in marketing history, but but sports marketing and sports branding. And I know, look, we're quick to judge this. This is fresh news. You know, we're 24 hours into this. Maybe we need a little bit more time to step away from it. Uh, I, I I think, though, there's no way this can fail. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, as I was answering that question, distribution. Obviously, they have distribution at Nike stores. They have distribution at Foot Locker, Sticks. Models, um, sports authority, name it. We're going to see something that when they come up with this line, Nike is going to ask all of their partners to carry that line. And we're going to have something where people are going to say, oh, like Dix is carrying Kaepernick. Then we don't support Dix, but we support sports authority because they said no. Then Nike is like, all right, well, if you don't carry Kaepernick's thing, you can't carry Tiger's line either. Like it's going to be this is going to go in so many different directions. Um, and this is this is just the beginning of a long conversation and a long debate. Yeah. Brick and mortar is a whole avenue here that that I actually didn't even think of before we started the discussion. And now that you've mentioned it, you know, it'll be, in my opinion, a similar reaction to, you know, when Spike Lee released Black Klansman, you know, recently uh, last month. And there are those chains of movie theaters who decided not to show it or will only have limited showings. Are we going to see a wave of that? And that brings up a whole new web of issues uh, for Nike with their distribution partners. Um, again, that's what makes this deal all that more impressive for Nike to, to go out and make this move beyond the politics. I mean, it, it's just it's going to change the nature of how they do business. And I would argue, um, uh, having seen Nike make a, a real move over to, to digital in the last five to 10 years, the last five years in particular, um, and really making a push towards e-commerce, that this might be a little bit of uh, some more fuel to the fire for them to transition a lot of their traditional brick and mortar business over to digital. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, especially if that's going to be the only place that this gear is available. Um, I mean, yeah, are we I seeing to... Colin Kaepernick drop uh, his new shoes on the sneakers app? I mean, is that what's going to happen? And then, hey, then you, you're bringing in a whole new channel of customers to the sneakers app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see. And yes, I think uh, back to the brick and mortar question. You're gonna have a lot of partners that uh, may not be comfortable carrying it, but because of the because Nike, because like Spike Lee doesn't. The parallel you just gave Spike Lee makes a lot of sense. But then Spike Lee doesn't have the power that Nike has. It's one of those things where Nike's like, all right, well, either you you take this line or you take no lines, right? And does Dix or Sport Authority say, you know what? Can we afford not to have any Nike at our stores? Um, it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting. You, you think Nike is that all in on this, that that it'll get to that point where Nike will pull their entire product? I mean, that's putting a lot of, of eggs in this basket. Yeah, I don't think so. But the debate's going to they're going to have to they're going to have to make that decision um, yeah. because they're all, you know, not every uh 
partner, specifically depending on what region they're in, they're not going to be comfortable carrying the line. Um, they're they're just not. So it, it'd be interesting to see where they where they put um, where this line will be available for consumption. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, this kind of ties back to what we were saying with the NFL and the relationship with Nike and Nike maybe looking at the NFL as not being a very profitable uh, company uh, compared to other partners. I can think of one company which we both have had the pleasure of actually working for um, that have completely, in my opinion, minus a few hiccups here and there, uh, handled handled player relations, politics, etc. correctly, and that's the NBA. Uh, and I think there's a lot, uh, almost, I would say, unanimous agreement on, on this. You know, in the culture that that exists in the NBA, um, we're not seeing the same type of conversations obviously happen in the NBA. Uh, Adam Silver, commissioner, though, you know, he did send out a memo, I believe, last playoffs. You know, everyone needs to stand its NBA policy, but the NBA gives such a forum to its players to express themselves otherwise, right? In other ways, that uh, it, it doesn't become as big of an issue. And so maybe we see with this, you know. A, a further alliance with Nike and, and the NBA. Maybe Nike is deciding, like, hey, if we're going to choose a sports league to really promote and, and, and put our energies into, we'll, we'll double down on the NBA at the sacrifice of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was interesting. I think your your view on that is 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 kind of the I guess popular opinion. Um, but I actually have a little bit of a a, a nuanced view on that. Um, yes, the NBA appears to be a lot better at it, and they have been. I mean, NBA is a different league. Um, NBA is more of a player driven league. Um, NBA is way more. Um, uh, Af- well, not way more because uh, both both leagues are, are majority African American, um, but because it's a player driven league, you know the player the the power lies into in the hands of the Steph Curry's, the LeBron's, the KD's versus the owners in in, in the NFL's case, um, or players that are, are are stuck behind helmets. So it's a different league. But if you look back in the NBA's history, the NBA actually has had its Kaepernick moments. Um, in the nineties, uh, Muhammad Abdul-Rauf. I knew you were going here. Yeah, he 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 decided to uh, protest, and he was basically blackballed, and he wasn't only one. So there was a player on the Bulls, um, Craig Hodges. He was, he played with Jordan, and um, he played with Jordan in the first three championships on the Bulls. Um, he he went to the White House in the dashiki, and so he's pretty. Um, he was he, he was pretty militant, um, and, and kind of spoke against different things and social ills or what have you. And uh, he was blackballed as well. Um, so that's, there's a lot of smaller so the NBA kind of has had its Kaepernick moments and again bringing it back to 2018 um, they they kind of said you cannot kneel during the uh, the uh, the anthem and so what happens is uh, you know uh it just so happens that the players have not challenged that. We have to see a player try to challenge it to see how the NFL, the NBA would react. The, most players, like LeBron, whoever has decided to just follow the rules, and then, you know they do quote, they do tweets, and they wear T-shirts. So yeah, they have had other ways to um, exhibit maybe their views, but um, that's not how protest works, right? You can't. The people protest is is kind of a disobedience, so to speak, right? So. Um, we would have to see an NBA player try to do it the way Kaepernick has done it to see what the NBA will do. It just so happens that the, it's been kind of a perfect storm that players have not tried. 
Yeah, you know that I, I I hear you on that, and I agree with you. I think the NBA has done maybe a little bit better job of putting out the fires before they become wildfires. Um, sure, you know, and you know, obviously there are pros and cons. I, I do feel that the NBA has created at least a forum for communication. Like we are talking about this, uh, I feel they've created an open nature for the conversation. I also think they're much more liberal. With you know, you don't see Russell Westbrook getting fined every every. Uh, every week for saying something in his press conference uh the way we might see something go down uh in the nfl with a fine um but that, that you know we, we digress a little bit I, I think it's important to to keep in mind you know the, these relationships that, that nike have with, with with nba with with the nfl in terms of the whole ecosystem and then figuring out you know are a lot of the partnerships that Nike have going to become political by association now? Um, and is that where we're headed? And if so, I mean, that that's just a really fascinating moment in branding. Uh, it, yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, I, I to me personally, there are two companies uh, that have two brands that are just uh, so huge across the world for, 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 for lack of a better term and, and really stand for, for their product identity, their product culture. Uh, it's Nike and Apple. Uh, those are two companies. If you'd asked me to name two brands right now, you know, right off the top of my head, it'd be Nike and Apple. Um, I don't know enough about the history of Apple to, to kind of comment on where they would fit in this, uh, in this, uh, complex situation. Although, I mean, I think we all know Apple's a, a fairly progressive company. Um, Apple doesn't have to really deal with a lot of these types of issues because, you know, they don't have players as part of the organizations. They don't have the types of power struggles that we're seeing, um, which the NFL, I mean, that's another issue here. Uh, the the opposition, the friction, the tension between the players and the owners right now in the NFL, um, I think has also birthed some some of the situation. Uh, it hasn't been helped by by. Uh, tweets from from our our president it hasn't been helped um by different media viewpoints um but that's another real issue here um and thinking about how you know where nike goes from here so obviously colin kaepernick is, is may not be putting on an nfl jersey again he probably definitely won't be now uh, with with this, um, which is really unfortunate. I actually think the Giants should have gone out and and taken Colin Kaepernick. That's a whole another conversation. Uh, I hope Eli gets it done done for us this year. But it would have been nice to have have uh, the athletic abilities uh, of Colin Kaepernick uh, waiting uh, to pair with OBJ and and Saquon. We trust Barkley. But um, but you know what's going to happen here? Does Nike go out and sign? some more athletes do they cross over to this to the Kaepernick brand um you know the first guy that comes to mind who who I think could could get on board with this although I don't know how much he said about it to this point I just know he likes to talk a lot is a player like Jalen Ramsey um of the Jacksonville Jaguars and you know the NFL needs these types of personalities because the same way that the NBA has LeBron, has Steph, has James Harden, has has a whole bunch of personalities and I get it they're not wearing helmets. They're they're you know they're more exposed uh, to the fans. They interact, but the NFL has a little bit of, of a crisis going on. I just named like five of their issues in one, but but in thinking of, of exposing, you know, the players uh, and, and the player image, uh, what's going to happen here? I mean, what are your thoughts there? Are we going to see Nike sign aboard people under the Kaepernick brand? 
who are current NFL players, maybe a couple of former ones. I could think of guys like T.O. and, and Deion Sanders who, who would be perfect for something like this if they politically align with Colin Kaepernick. And I have to do a little bit more homework on that to see where, where if they have any type of stance here. Yeah, I actually don't see um, – I don't see them expanding to other athletes um, because it, it becomes – there's a fine line with what they're doing between uh, it being genuine and being kind of uh, – uh, something that is 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 a kind of a corporate company taking the leap um, into the, another arena into being somebody people that are trying to capitalize on a social movement. Um, there are going to be a lot of people that support Kaepernick that are against this, right? Being that you know, how could you take something that's grassroots and and then allow uh, one of the hugest corporate companies member a member of of the Fortune uh, S and P five hundred to kind of capitalize on you and our movement um it's so it's gonna be interesting but yeah i don't see them expanding it to like i don't see this whole brand of like political leaning athletes that become under the kaepernick brand similar to how westbrook's under the jordan brand right um i feel like i feel like there'll be a level of corniness that happens there um that's gonna hurt it um so i think it, 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 it it's interesting i do think that you know protests and 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 because you know things the way that the world works is there's going to be new protests to be had there's going to be some other person that is going to be <laughs> killed at the hands of the police uh, as unfortunate as it may be we're going to see the leaders of those things probably stand on those lines with Kaepernick t-shirts on and Kaepernick sneakers and all that kind of stuff so it's going to be like the official brand of street protesters so to speak um, which is a little bit odd or, or a little bit unique it's super odd yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's I think it goes that angle versus like them hire, like having T.O. or Deion Sanders on it so you think so you think that this now becomes the shirt to protest in? Yes. 100%. 100%. Wow. How, yeah, how just, do you how do you do the copywriting for that? Uh I don't know. I don't know. I mean there's no I mean people are just going to buy those shirts and wear them. Um and yeah, and those people will be on the covers of magazines and newspapers when things happen in the future. Um and people will see Nike all over the, the cover of, the, of those magazines and, and and those newspapers in the future um, when things happen in this country. So it's got it's a uh, think about like you know St. Louis a few years ago or Baltimore when they people were riding and stuff like that. Imagine Nike on all of the things. Like there's one there's one con- there's one um there's one person that kind of he's more he's like a. a activist his name is d-ray guys last yeah yeah he's that guy where he wears like this uh patagonia vest all the time so like it's almost like i mean patagonia never said anything but like he's kind of promoting he wears it every interview every event imagine like that but like a kaepernick t-shirt and sneakers and hat and hoodie yeah, no, that that's that's going to be interesting. Um, I know the red light on our studios are 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 running. Uh, uh, it's currently blinking a little bit, but uh, there's a couple of things I want to touch on before before we wrap this up. You know, one in that, what are other brands going to do now? I mean, does this set the standard for for other brands in the sports arena? I mean, I I do want to think about 
what Adidas is going to to do now. I mean, you know, you you look at Adidas and they have a situation unfolding where you know they've kind of invested in a lot of celebrity artists for their brand to help build them athletes as well. But I mean, you have guys like Kanye West who are so associated with Adidas and Kanye West. You know, love him or hate him, uh, has said some pretty controversial things and some pretty controversial tweets in the last uh, couple months, which we'll, we'll break down on our podcast, believe me. Um, but in thinking about how closely Adidas has aligned themselves with a personality like Kanye West, and now Nike is going ahead and doing this, are we going to see more brands follow in the path of Nike? Are brands going to still kind of shy away from this? Uh, because we, we really don't know how this is going to shake out yet. Um, wh- wh- what's going to happen? Yeah, it's... um. I don't know. Well, one thing I see, we talked about all these memes going around. I saw a meme that um, somebody taking Kanye West's picture and saying that um, basically, you know, doing a just do it uh, thing, but changing to Adidas and saying like slavery is a choice, right. which coincides with what he said. Um, so, yeah, by default, um, people are already <laughs> using people always use Adidas as like the counter. Um, so people are gonna people are gonna look at Adidas and see what they do, and that's the that's the really the thing that that what Nike the power that Nike the the craziest part about this decision is forced is forcing everybody's hands. Now that was the first thing, NFL's hand it's gonna force their competitors right because quite frankly there's a huge huge overlap between um, the Nike fan base and the Adidas fan base. I am um, you know I those are the only two brands actually I, I, I wear. To be honest, I mean, other than working out, but like to wear as like fashion, I only wear those two. Um, and so it's it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think I think they'll opt to st- try to stay out of it as much as they can, um, just because they you know they don't want to go this route. They don't want to go and they don't want to be in this debate. They're not even an American brand, um, so it becomes even more controversial. I mean, they're from Germany, so like it's like. It, it oh, becomes there's nothing controversial about German brands ever. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna. I think that we're gonna see some ups, like smaller brands that may try to like, particularly on the clothing brand side, um, they're gonna try to uh, also participate in activism somehow um, to kind of uh, catch this wave. But to, for the most part, the majors, I think they stay out of it. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm interested to see where some brands who may carry some Nike items uh, kind of align themselves. I mean, if, if I don't think, as we kind of discussed, you know, the Kaepernick brand will live everywhere. Obviously, I think it'll largely be uh, popular through e-commerce. Um, but does this, you know, where do big brands like Target kind of fall in here where now this has become a national conversation. Again, we kind of have to still take this all back and really look at what Colin Kaepernick is protesting and and the issues associated there. And I think that's a real next step of this process for everyone. And I hope that that's what's discussed, that we actually reverse engineer this whole conversation a little bit and take it back to why he started doing this. Um, And if we get that outcome, I don't care what the sales are of the product. I don't care, you know, 
the the type of relationships Nike uh, Nike puts in potential jeopardy, you know, whether it's the NFL or other brick and mortars. If we get that outcome, it's a success, right? And I think that's what we're we're hoping happens. Um, but I want to see what other brands step to the plate now, because now we're turning branding and marketing into a potential movement for change. And yes, there's been an element of that in throughout marketing history, right? But I think now more than ever we need it, and maybe some things that aren't necessarily getting done uh, in Washington D.C. Uh, the conversation can be taken elsewhere, and it can be taken through uh, the vehicle of storytelling through brands. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. I don't know who is going to follow next in Nike's footsteps. Uh, no pun intended. But it really excites me. I mean, I can't think of a time where I've been more excited as a marketer to be in this field. Because now it's uh, there's a lot of potential to use marketing as a tool for positive change. Um, and I think it's necessary to give voices to the masses. Um, and you can do that through branding. I hope it's done the right way. Yeah. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. It's, a, it's an interesting time indeed. Um, it's it's something that um, in, in historically you're right. But I mean, going back to the Germany example, historically, you know, uh, corporations love to have stayed away from um, politics. But as we know, that's always been, um, you know, uh, they serve the public as do um, social social issues affect the public. So sometimes there's no choice but to. Um, get involved, and this is the first time we've seen somebody. We see a large company that has a lot of history, um, a lot of enterprise value that's jumping into the fray um, purposely. Time will tell. And unfortunately, we're out of time, but this will be an ongoing conversation that uh, we'll have follow-up episodes on. And hey, in a year from now, let's let's see what we're talking about when it comes to this. Uh, and and hopefully, hey, hopefully it's all positive things. But but it's it's going to be controversial to say the least. That's right. That's right. And controversy sells. So it's a it's a it's a it's a net it's a net positive at least at this uh, on day one. All right. Enjoy that cup of tea. We'll have you on soon again. Thanks a lot, Fritz. Thank you. All right. Really exciting stuff. Uh, Really good conversation. I want to thank Fritz for coming on. I can't wait to see what happens with this deal that Nike and Colin Kaepernick has just announced. I think it's a really cool moment in marketing history, and let's hope it lives up to my expectations. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the Teed Up podcast. And stay tuned for future episodes where we will, of course, be drinking some more tea. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 